What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm excited about uh, having Steve right back. He was just on a few weeks ago, but we're like, oh, we got to get into this. We got to get into this. I'm super stoked for this conversation tonight, you guys. Uh, but just real quick before we get too far into it, there's a couple things I want to shout out. First of all, uh, the homies over at Plunder World. Have you guys ever heard of Plunder World? I just want to shout out this project because it's so cool. Uh, it's uh, trading cards. They're like, this is like, Richard Grove approved level, uh, like historical trading cards. Let me, let me show you what I'm talking about. So basically they come like your traditional, like foil packs, like regular baseball trading cards, but they're like, um, so give them a follow to plunder world cards over on Instagram and see, look, they can, they, 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 each card is like a little conspiracy or historical truth nugget, a truth bomb, right? So card 71, the Mount Carmel door. I was like, Dude, I've never heard of the Mount Carmel door. So this is like apparently uh, Waco. Uh, there was like um, some controversy whether or not the government shot first or if they shot first. And this door kind of indicates that the bullets were coming inward and stuff like that. So the government scooped it up and got rid of it. I learned that today when I was reading this on uh, on the Instagram. So anyway, Plunder World is a new project he's launching. Uh, he just wanted to get, some, get the word out about it. Um, basically... We got to get a hundred boxes ordered for the first print to go. So he's looking for people to make a pledge to purchase a box. Once they go into production, uh, just go check it out. It's at plunderworld.com and then follow him on Instagram at plunderworld cards. So cool project. Uh, I think that's super awesome that, uh, it's a great way to just like as a gift for like your normie friends or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, 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 I mean, I learned, I've, learn something already just browsing through what he's already got out uh in his offering so go check that out plunderworld.com uh let's see and then of course you guys as always if you want to support this show we got all the links and stuff over at rebunk.news you got value for value contributions you got social media video audio platforms um and then at the Substack. so just click there head over to the Substack. you can subscribe for free oh wait a minute did i not put out a Substack for this oh yeah there it is there it is there's the one for today so uh, basically you sign up for free on the Substack. You get email blasts every time I got a new show coming out or anything you need to announce with the show. There's also a way to upgrade for a $5 subscription a month if you want to, or a yearly subscription, if you want to help support the show that way. And I thank you people out there who are supporting us through the Substack. but, uh, uh, just another option to support the show, but also just want to encourage you guys to sign it up for free just to stay up to date with the show. And then, uh, the t-shirt shop rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Again, you can find links to all of this at rebunk.news, but you just got the classic shirt shop. Um, all kinds of designs brought to you by Big Frog. Shout out to Ryan, Amanda, and the crew there in Beaverton, Oregon. Um, thank you guys for all your help. We got freaking women's shirts, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, the whole deal. So rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Help support the show. Help support the whole operation. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. So that is going to do it for the opener. And uh, you guys know him. You guys love him. He does way more shows than uh almost anybody out there we got uh mr steve poikin and am wake up slow news day blunt force wisdom what's going on dude how's it going brother good to see you good to see you again dude i love it i feel like i just yeah. uh i've been listening to you all morning and then i had to go run out and uh take care of some stuff and so i caught about half of the show this morning you guys were getting into it like i haven't uh, that's awesome but uh okay so let me, let's give the folks a little bit of backstory on this here so so um 
basically, uh, uh, so the, the idea of the controlled opportunities. So we got into a nice little discussion on Ricky Brandis's uh, 500th episode on his uh, podcast, and uh, which shout out to Ricky, love Ricky Thank to you. death, man. He's been he's been a huge. Uh, he's one of the first interviews I ever did. He's just like, I got so much love and respect for him and everything he's doing. And it was just funny though. Cause in that 500th episode, I had to dip out early, which kind of sucked. I felt bad about that, but kind of during the course of that conversation, there was kind of a disagreement as to like, you know, what, what the intention is with all these, like, like the Tucker Carlson's and the Alex Jones's and all this stuff and all these people. And so, um, I went on Ricky's show. We had a conversation about it as well. And it's like, I, I, it's interesting because. I mean, you know me, dude. I'm I'm like guilty as this. Like, I listen to Alex Jones all the time because I think he's fucking hilarious. He's a uh, hysteric. And actually, but you know what? I've I've kind of just lately, I've kind of like because he's just, I think he's just getting worn out, dude. I just like he he doesn't quite do it for me the way he used to when he was just like bombastic and just like ah, he doesn't quite take it to that level anymore. And I'm just like uh, he kind of says the same thing over and over and stuff. But at the same time, I got a lot of love and respect for the guy. You know what I mean? So it's stuff like that. It's just like my guilty pleasure. Like I, you know, I, I just love, I love Alex. But my, I also know like all the Infowars guys too, dude. Like I got like, like I've played music with John Bound and Don Salazar, who's a writer at Infowars. Like I pl- jammed at their house, dude. And it's like, I know Rob Dew. I've swam at Rob Dew's swimming pool. Like I, I know him really well. I text him a lot. Like, and I've been to their freaking operation. And it's just like this ragtag operation and everybody's like good intention. They're trying to do the right thing. And I've met Alex, shook his hand and it's just like, you know, I, I see like I see like what I perceive to be a bigger picture than maybe what's going on, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But that's my take on the Infowars scene. But I know that what we're talking about today is much more broader than that, and I don't want to get into all of it. But you coined this term "controlled opportunists." I want to make sure everyone knows that this is a Steve Poikinen phrase here because you're starting to hear it floating around in the alternative media, uh, which I, I you're telling me is really interesting. I'm going all over the place here, but uh, you're fine. The, the 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 really interesting like i was listening to no because we had scheduled this interview like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. uh and then i was listening to no agenda a couple what was it last weekend or something like a new note and then i heard adam curry talking about controlled opportunists and i'm like what in the hell like that's steve's words so i reached out to steve and he's like oh yeah there adam was on uh grimerica and they were giving us a shout out you, you want to tell us about all that that whole story how that went down that's hilarious yeah, so I saw that, you know, my friends, you know, Graham and Darren, were having on uh, Adam Curry, and they broadcast on, uh, you know, that network and all that kind of stuff, and uh, they've known Adam and John C. Dvorak for a number of years, and so I was like, oh, cool, this will be awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I pop in and uh, Adam's asking Darren about guns and, you know, what do you got there? And he's like, oh, well, I can't because Canada and that's an SKS and, you know, reaches and grabs a pistol and Adam reaches and grabs a pistol and it's cute, you know, and he's like, oh, and Graham's going to throw a book, you know, like it was Uh hilarious. It was. And and they're getting into it. And uh, yeah, out of nowhere for no other reason than he's an awesome human being graham brings up the whole like controlled opportunist thing because he had been on am wake up the week before with tease and we had we had got into it a little bit you know and i i just sort of gave like the most broadest stroke that i possibly could over it which is effectively the you know we're playing in a controlled environment and because the environment is itself is controlled the vast majority of that environment is going to be populated by 
controlled opportunists. Whether yeah. or not they're aware of it, want to be, have a, a say so about it, or are just, you know, feverishly driven by success via you know, sensationalism. Sure. Uh, uh, and so, yeah. success you know, by sensationalism. That's an interesting one, too. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Where that's that's yeah. what the market demands right yeah. now, especially the way that the landscape on the uh, American WeChat, uh, Elon Musk's X, is is forming up. We can get to that in a little bit. But Graham, again, uh, the, you know he he says this is Steve Poikinen, AM wake up a couple of times, AM wake up. You know, uh, it, it gives the thing, and and I saw Adam when he heard the phrase. Saw Adam go, ooh, ooh. and he, yeah. he wrote it down. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And you can watch it happen on camera. This is not That's me. Cool. This is not me saying that. This is yeah. the the reality of what happened. And I was like, ooh, neat, you know, because I've had a couple of other neat little moments like that where, like, Kurt Metzger shouted out the show on Rogan and told a didgeridoo yeah. story that I had told him, you know, yeah, yeah, and like awesome. that was cool, yeah, you know, totally. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's not every day that you get your show shouted out on the most, you know, listened to show on the planet. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And and then and then and so just to kind of really drive this home, like Steve, you were you're actually we're working on a like entire dissertation. Like you're you're like this is a project that you are uh, putting together. This whole thesis, if you will, on this whole uh, idea of the controlled opportunist, but. You're just telling me before the show you had an issue with that. What's going on, dude? I I had uh I had like a little over forty pages of you know notes and rambles and some links and stuff like that. Uh, and, and when I woke up this, we were got to that computer after the show, pull it up and kind of go over it for you know coming on here. All of it was gone. Uh. It was all gone. Just gone. No, nothing. And I have saved everything. Yeah, within the you know within the device itself. Uh, but but it decided that it was not going to be there anymore. Well, that's pretty messed up, man. That's pretty yeah. lame. So yeah. uh, I don't know if that's malicious intention or just like a bug in the machine, but it's freaking bullshit. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one laptop that didn't go through a mandatory update over the last okay. week. Uh, that, that I have to do myself, uh, whenever I do system updates on it. Um, and it, it's like, it's, I haven't experienced anything like that in Libra before. Yeah. And it, you know, it, and I usually, I've, I've never had a problem with Libra before. So, yeah, dude, it's so weird. I actually had a situation where a media file that a very important media file of mine vanished off of my computer too. And I can't find it. It's actually a song I'm kind of working on, but it's like, I, I exported the stems, you know, to do some mixing. So I exported each individual track as like a separate, like wave file. But then when I went back into the master file and my DAW system, like I couldn't find it anywhere. It was nowhere to be found on the computer. I've searched up and down. I've done word searches. It's just completely gone. But luckily I have those stems and wave file form, but it's like, it's like, where the fuck did it go? And that's like my most subversive song that I'm working on. But it's like it's like yeah, it's very interesting. It's like what the hell, dude? So I don't know, but anyway, anyway. So uh, you want to give us a broad overview? Like, what is your, what is the, what is this idea of controlled opportunists? Well, 
let's i mean let's let's piggyback a little bit on the conversation that we were were having on the 500th episode okay. a little bit thereafter totally. because the, it is a it's something that comes up quite a bit uh which is you know if if i talk to so and so does that automatically make gotcha. me the ops? Gotcha. You gotcha. know, and, and the answer to that is no, of course not. What what I'm what I'm trying to get across is, is describing the landscape. Yeah, I I would really like for people to have a, an accurate vision of the landscape because if you don't, you don't know where you are. If you don't know the lay of the land, if you're in what appears to be, you know, friendly territory, but you don't know because you don't know where you're standing. It's going to be uh, a difficult journey indeed. And I don't think that <clears throat> um, anybody playing in this atmosphere is, you know, uniquely prone to corruption, nor do I think anybody in this atmosphere is uniquely prone to honesty and truth in, in what they're doing um you know i'm not i'm not trying to condemn anybody obviously have to use a couple of people as examples in the situation of the media landscape but please bear in mind that if it wasn't this individual it would be another individual because sure. these are by and large interchangeable positions yeah we're 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 talking about archetypes here mostly it's just they have an individual persona that we all know and can recognize right now in this moment there have been other archetype figures there will be other archetype figures because the the way that the operation works with narrative and counter narrative there has to be okay all right beautiful yeah. and and I, I like that uh I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't say I like, but it's like, yeah, that's 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 an easy trap to fall into. It's like, oh, because this person is associated with this person, then automatically that makes that person bad, sort of thing. I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, you can draw some conclusions about certain things, certain aspects, but uh, but how do you see that playing out? Like, what 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 are some of the things that jump out to you around that? Well, with the, the it's it's interesting how the most relevant axiom to discovering any sort of corruption in any business in any government in any entities follow the money mm -hmm. but somehow that doesn't apply to independent media it's interesting how we can all recognize how the narrative counter narrative paradigm plays out in the traditional mainstream space and we've spent the last decade screaming about how awesome independent media is, how awesome online media is, how much better it is, how we can do this, how we can do that. And we fail to recognize that all of that patting ourselves on the back has been a cheerleading of welcoming the mainstream in the online space. The, yeah. the shift of this format of communication becoming the mainstream format of communication, you know, and I don't think anybody is trying to deny that in 2024, the vast majority of people get their information 
through online media sources or podcasts or what Patrick Bet David calls valuetainment. Yes, yes, he certainly does. Yeah. So, so what is your? And then this is, um, you know, when I started to play devil's advocate, I was like, okay, so if they're saying all the right things, how is that a problem? Well, are they? Because the vast majority of the time, it's people who are telling you you can vote your way out of an oligarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yes, the deep state is is real and it exists, but if you put my one particular pet politician in, he or she alone will be able to gather up strength from the inside and wage war and do the right things. Totally. Yep, I've carried that everywhere. It's like this is the most important election in the history of human civilization. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like it's no longer in the in, in the, the most important uh, election in the history of America. And I was like the entire human civilization rests upon this election, this one, this one vote. And it's like it's like it's true. That we I mean, all it's spent the last true. four years saying was rigged. Yeah. And they haven't done a single thing to remedy the rigging from before. <laughs> In fact, they've fortified their ability to rig it going forward. Oh, my God. It's so hilarious. And so, yeah, I mean, I think they have to give it to Trump because, you know, they need someone to blame all this bullshit. On. But anyway, but it's hilarious because, like, you're so right. Like, like that. But that is not the solution. Right. And it's like it's interesting because, like, Owen Benjamin talks about this a lot. It's like it's like. I don't think they're coming after me because of all of my like, you know, humor that could be considered, you know, like racist, homophobic, all this stuff. Like it's literally I think they're coming after me because I am offering solutions that would put them mm-hmm. out of business. You know, it's like because it's all about community and self-reliance and building your own platforms, building your own systems, building as much as you can outside of the system and uh, talking about, uh, you know, high morality, like having like a high morality, high trust communities. It's like that's what the New World Order fears, that sort of thing. And so it's like, like, that's why they're coming after me. (laughs) That's an excellent point. And and I'm, I'm glad that it got brought up because the, we were talking about this on the deep chair last night uh, on the Matthew North uh, show, which was awesome. Um, And and shout out to to Andy and everybody that was involved in that. Um, But the, if, if you're not, if you're not affecting a bottom line, then you're not a problem. You can say whatever you want. And the reason that people are willing to identify narrative and counter narrative as it plays out in the traditional space, but unwilling to identify it in the space that they currently occupy is because all too often, the only way you get attention is by playing into the counter narrative or by playing into a, you know, you have a hot take on the narrative. And that's your that's the only way that you can get any eyeballs onto your show. And you may have vastly different conversations throughout the course of your content, but there's there's an understanding and a knowledge in the business that you there's certain things that you have to to address or talk about if you want anybody at all to get any eyes, especially if you're trying to grow your channel. Uh, and that, am I, you know, am, am I being unfair or wrong about any of this? Yet? No, no, not at all, man. Like it's a hundred percent. Like I've even thought about that. I was like, I, I mean, I was talking to a friend the other day. It's like, I'm an idiot for like, ever since I started podcasting, I'm always podcasting. All the topics on my shows are things that you can't promote or talk about on like YouTube or Instagram. Like these are just like, this is, if I was smart, I would just like make like a, 
well, I was actually talking to a friend about this. Like, why don't we just start like a show that is YouTube friendly, like a gun show? Like, like we just talk about gun and things like even that probably would it's like I don't have any interest or anything of anything of any sort that would be like a mainstream type of like something that would appeal to the mainstream. And it's like I see all these like Ian Miles Chong and all these fucking people that are just like just you know what I mean? Like it's just like it's so cringe, like type of shit. I'm like, I could never do this. You know, even if like if this and this is what I got to do to play in their system to get to like a hundred thousand followers on Twitter or some shit like that. It's like I can never do it, dude. I can never do it. You have to directly pander to a political <laughs> yeah. one of the main political yes. parties, and if it's not one of the main <laughs> political parties, you have to hardcore pander to one of the offshoots of the main two parties. And it there's you have to sell the right products. You have to whether it's dick pills or mental health. It doesn't matter. It doesn't undies. Who cares? No, yeah, the undies thing. Like you I know. think automatically as soon as you start selling underwear, <laughs> like that's that's a good litmus test as to where you're at with your. <laughs> I, I, I look, and I don't. You know, I, again, I'm, I'm not trying to to. <laughs> disparage anybody for making money at this i'm yeah, not because I'm i i try to as well i have a different model of doing it yeah you know um but it's not uniquely mine totally. it, it's it's not there are a ton of people that use the value for value system to to varying degrees of success and the the thing that hinders most shows from surviving on that is that they're limited by algorithm. They're limited by shadow banning. They're limited by platform suppression. And then there is a very, very obvious, very well-established mainstream online gatekeeper media sphere that that talks about all of the traditional stuff that has always been allowed on YouTube that is never going to go away from YouTube. And I think that a lot of people will at least recognize that much before we even get into, you know, anything remotely resembling the truth community or you know, what whatever kind of label you want to put on. We don't reinforce the at least the two-party paradigm or the larger geopolitical you know marxism versus capitalism because neither of those things really exist as such right no now. no no not at all not at all like um and, and then it's just like oh man okay so Oh, man, so so what? Okay, out of your dissertation that you were putting together, or just like your notes and stuff, like what what what's some of the stuff that that that's in there? Like, are you do you want to talk about any of that stuff? Like, or do you need? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, really I mean, and we are though. right now. We are right yeah, now yeah. too. Yeah, you know, it's well, I didn't just, know if you were like if you were holding anything back for your big uh, your mic drop, like if you're putting out a book or something like that. But like, I really yeah, wanna... I plan on. I, I okay, actually, cool. I, I kind of think I have to at this point because yeah, okay. it it really is more of a just it's a, a plea to everyone to stop pretending okay well how about this how about this so uh momzilla in the chat says we can throw out the baby with the bathwater, even if it's someone i know is total controlled opposition like russell brand sometimes it's easy for me to start off a normie friend with someone i know they are likely to at least okay, get a chance yeah, to. and so that's 
What about that's, the off-road for the normies? What, what that's that? Yeah, the whole baby with the bathwater thing is one of the most ridiculous and nonsensical rebuttals that you will typically get from something like that. Nobody is saying that whatsoever. Yeah. At any point, no, that's not the point, the purpose. The uh, And if anybody takes that away from whatever I've already said or whatever I'm about to say, the, that is completely intentionally something that you are directly choosing to misunderstand and misinterpret because okay. that's not at all the intention yeah well, or the point nor will it ever be okay yeah. absolutely yeah yeah. yeah yeah totally 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 i mean every I, that's the whole thing it's like we can't a lot of times like like richard talks about grove talks about this a lot it's like you know we're not looking at like the personalities it's like take the information like what are they saying what's, yeah. what's the facts what are they supporting what's supporting it you know what i mean like even a broken clock is right twice a day you know what i mean like hitler said some things that were true like you know what i mean like you just like you can't always like i'm mean, I mean, not you know what i mean like in the scope of the you know, you know what i mean it's like everybody says true things it's like like you can't you got to use discernment about what what is being said the same people that have spent the last decade talking about what limited hangouts are and how limited hangout operations work in the mainstream media and in a lot of these like, you know, counterculture or subversive magazines, the same people that have talked for years and years and years about Dave McGowan, Weird Scenes from the Canyon, MK Ultra, all of these different Tavistock and all of these different culture creation and influence operations. The one thing that they never bring up is the Cass Sunstein the presentation on conspiracy theories and their okay. causes and their cures, which includes a large section on cognitive infiltrations put together between 2008 and 2011 to 2010 under uh, uh, Cass Sunstein, who's married to Samantha Power. I'm pretty sure most people are familiar with her at this point. Uh, the USAID... Uh, lady who just runs around making sure that nations get destabilized in the okay. name of perpetuating the, the good old-fashioned U.S. war machine. Um, Cass Sunstein uh, put out this, this I don't know, 246-page or so document uh, called Conspiracy Theories, uh, Their Causes and Cures. And he talks about how in the age of the Internet is going to be vitally important for the government to engage in cognitive infiltration, whereby through social media and through social media, you know, influencer platforms and things like that, uh, conspiracy theories either get dissuaded, debunked, or taken to such an extreme as to make the entirety of them ridiculous. And you can do this yeah, okay. uh, just in engagement on facebook twitter you know is obviously pre tiktok and all that stuff but we know because we've all reported on it that the biden administration had uh weaponized the tiktok influencer thing over the jibby jibby jab you know and, and all of the other health measures that were rolled out um so we've seen over the years this exact thing play out it's just now that the entirety of the playing field has been shifted into the digital realm, even people who had cognizant, salient reporting on it when it was mostly in the TV are, are unwilling 
I think, to recognize that we're, and I'm sitting here telling you that I know we're all playing in that field. I'm fully aware of it. I'm not even demonizing it. I'm just begging people to correctly identify the thing in front of them so that they can safely walk through it without accidentally becoming one of these controlled opportunists, let alone anything approaching controlled opposition, which honestly, I think there's less of now than there was, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, because there doesn't have to be, which is one of the points that I'm trying to make. Interesting. Can you elaborate on that? Like, like, why do you think there's such a decrease in uh, controlled opposition? But here, let me show you this. This is very interesting. I don't know if I've heard of this before. So this is the conspiracy theories, Cass Sunstein, Plunder World. If you're listening, if you're watching, hope you have a card about this one. This is great. This is awesome. So I'll have to look into that. I'm going to save that bookmark it. So anyway, but why do you, why do you think there's a, a decrease in controlled opposition? What's up with that? Well, be, again, because there doesn't have to be because yeah. the landscape itself is becoming more and more controlled. You can take uh, as your your legitimate controlled opposition a lot of the faces from what people recognize at, from mainstream media. You can and again, controlled opposition doesn't have to be cognitively aware that they're controlled yeah. opposition. Yeah, you know, ev everybody. It, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like everybody who's discussed this stuff for years or decades has all said the same thing. So I don't, you know, like the if there's any pushback on that, that's ridiculous because it's something that most everyone has agreed for all points previous to me just saying this just now. Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, for me, like the the one that always stood out in my head. Well, it's like literally like controlled for has been like Ben Shapiro is a great example because like, you know, he, he speaks to like the conservative, like, like you, 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 like most conservatives would like most people that probably listen to the daily wire, Ben Shapiro, you know, very conservative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but you know, his whole thing was like, you know, pro vax and like pro, like go, you know, very like pro mandate, like all that shit, dude. And so it was like, it was almost like his role was to like steer people right off that cliff. Like he was like the wolf, just like running the sheep right off that cliff, man. And, uh, to the point where like, I was, um, I was like, I remember on a couple of different occasions meeting somebody, whether it was like a truth gathering, or I remember there's one gal I met on like a dating app. She's like, Oh yeah, I love Ben Shapiro, the daily wire. And, I was like, this is post 2021. I'm like, all right, did you, did you get the shot? Oh, I was like, I was, I, yeah. I was like, I was, yeah, I was like, did you get the shot? She's like, yeah, definitely. I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? It's like, you can see how people who were in that whole milieu, like fell for it. You know what I mean? Or even like, you know, hard, hard, same thing with like MAGA. You talk to like hardcore MAGA people like, okay, yeah, but did you get the shot? Yeah, of course I got the shot. Cause like Trump told me to, right. You know, it's like stuff like that. It's like, like that's just to me that's like the most like direct example of it right there in your face you know so how many people sucked it up for work because alex jones told them roll up your sleeve and take some sugar water for daddy donnie uh see i don't know did he i yeah. don't know yeah he, he did you want me to go find the clip we played I'm, it on the show a bunch really really i haven't seen it. so wait jones said yes take the shot 100 percent. can we oh. take a little sugar water Hold on. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm down. I mean, I'm not questioning you. I would love to see this just because I, uh, I, I, I mean, 
so I started listening to Jones like back in like 2016. I've like heard his program like almost daily. And then when I was listening, like when when like early like January 2020, I was tuning in every day because at least like the first like hour, I was like, okay, he's gonna give us the rundown about what's going on. I never remember him ever once. Here, let's give David Knight a little shout out too while we're at it. I do love love David Knight as well. He played this clip uh, on his show. I think, you know, look, I'm not, I I don't know for a fact that it was after Chris and I had played it a few times on AM Wake Up. I don't, you know. Have you um, had David Knight on? I have not had David Knight on. Would love to have a conversation with David Knight. I'm not sure if he likes me. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, interesting. But yeah, I would love to. I would love to have a conversation with him. I I would. I I think he he's he's you know uh, demonstrated that he's got uh, a ton of integrity that he'll stick with. uh, That he'll stick with what what he believes to be right and believes to be true, regardless of the consequences that it may have for him in both the immediate and the long term. And that's that's certainly admirable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. You sent me. A, you sent me the clip. Okay. I didn't realize that. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, folks, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm curious. Let's see this. I gotta share screen with screen audio. All right, guys. Let's check this out. So this is uh, uh, somebody Johnny something or another five 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 five. The last Mexican sure. sharing a clip from David Knight show. Let's check it out. Yeah. And then of course um. We also had the guy that uh, was telling people it was sugar water. Admitting the new force inoculation. This is a commercial, by the way. Next year will actually maim and kill a lot of people because Bill Gates knows he can't hide it. That's why Trump is taking control of the process, saying he's going to have an early vaccine from a company that doesn't make one that is so dangerous or that doesn't change our DNA. And I'm not even forcing what Trump's doing, but I understand what he's doing. See how he leaves himself a hedge? Trump's doing. And I'm not even forcing what Trump's doing. <laughs> trust my vaccine, but don't trust the CDC's vaccine. He didn't have a second and vaccine. I went and looked up the ones that Trump's looking at. They're very weak, attenuated, classic viruses with a very low amount of adjuvant in it. Total liar. And what is adjuvant? It makes Total you have an autoimmune response. Because a lot of times, if it's regulated nanoparticles plus adjuvants, Alex, plus SV40, you're not going to have the autoimmune response. You're not going to form antibodies. So they've got to give you. The squalene or the mercury or the aluminum. Think a little bit of mercury, right? Inject it. So, yeah, Trump's looking at sugar water for folks. Sugar water. Take a little bit of a attenuated, you know, microwaved or radiated uh, uh, COVID deal. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. COVID's already everywhere anyways. Yeah, take it. Uh, It's good for you. It's basically sugar water. It's basically sugar water. Well, (laughs) it's not. Uh, He's lying, of course, as usual. And. Hedging is bad. I, I, am I supporting what he's doing? No, I'm not. I'm just doing commercials telling you that he's playing 4D chess, but I'm not supporting what he's doing. I love him. I love him not. I love him. I love him not. Well, as they were talking about. Damn, son. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, that's just, okay. Yeah. I don't remember that. I must have like blocked. Yeah, that a lot out. of people don't remember that. A lot of people, out. yeah, didn't didn't see that episode. Just take a little sugar water. It's okay. Just, just a little sugar <laughs> water injection. Like, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Hey, <clears throat> so, and, and look, I realized that the number of people that that probably sucked it up for work because Alex Jones told them to take 
you know, Trump sugar water is probably minuscule in the long run. I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, but it, that is an example of Alex Jones pushing not just Donald Trump, but whatever Trump's imaginary vaccine was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, that was a very interesting time. I remember that vaguely where it was like all the lefties are like, no, we'll never take Trump's vaccine. It's so hilarious. And then it was like, oh, but it's Biden's vaccine now. So it's like, yay, everybody like, get in line. So anyway. Yeah, Zoe Reed wouldn't take Donald Trump's vaccine, but now she took his haircut. Yeah, I was just gonna say when she got his haircut. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, it's so gross. It's so gross. Okay. Yeah. And um, that's a, a nice little perhaps segue into yeah. why there's less people who are and this is Alex Jones again, who has said, Look, for all I know, I've been used as controlled opposition. Yeah, I remember he that. Said, and, and then he hedged his bet again. And it was like, you know, I've, I've never knowingly, intentionally or whatever, but, uh, but that admission alone is enough to get anyone who's allowing themselves to think critically. Yeah. Look, if Alex is questioning whether or not, let's have, put it in the most, I don't know, innocent as possible terms. Okay. The, the. If Alex is questioning this about himself in his own show, uh, has what I said been used any way, shape, or form to coerce people to do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do? Without my knowledge, without my consent, you know, if that's part of the reality, anyone with critical thinking still skills, it's allowing them to think, you know, to do their own thinking would go, well, gosh, if it can happen at that level with those numbers, you know, why wouldn't, why wouldn't playing into that particular style of reporting or reporting within that genre or yeah, have yeah. those same risks carry yeah. the same sort of potential negative consequences? Again, not that anyone's signing up for it. Not that there are people who wake up every morning, even though there's a few, uh, who are like very, very stoked to be able to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. know, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it kind of also reminds me of this: the idea, like one of the main arguments for Trump, or in in, in uh, when you're having a conversation about, like, well, so for like for me, like the Trump thing was like. It was the vac like the vaccine, like he just like he's he's the bad guy. He's a bad guy because of the vaccine in my mind. Operation Warp Speed, you know what I mean? And so it's like you talk to like a mega person and they're like, Yeah, well, nobody's perfect. And it's like, you know, he's doing all this other great stuff. And so I mean, th there's an element of that to it when you're having this discussion about the controlled opportunists, is that it's like, well, yeah, they might have had a little something, something over here, but you know, they're doing more good than they are harm. So it's like it's like that idea, right? And so let's look at let's look at a couple of things. And because, again, nobody's I'm I'm, I'm not saying immediately stop watching everyone you've watched. I'm not saying go stand on a street corner with a bullhorn talking about, you know, Russell Brand eats babies or some crazy shit like that. That's not. No, no, not happening. I, I the. Are they telling you that you can vote your way out of an oligarchy? Are they spending their time on their shows talking about the problems and sort of reaffirming the fear porn 
that exists or are they showing you pathways out of the technocratic panopticon yep. you know and again not from buy my survival kit or buy my supplements or buy my life straw or whatever but by introducing you to the people who have dedicated their lives to formulating and working on solutions for getting all of us more liberty, more autonomy, less invasiveness from the the state and the ways that we can do that. Yeah. You know, are yeah. are they sharing with you their own fucking struggles as they try to do this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or are yeah. they just showing you the wins? Yeah. And Owen made a, a point to do that at one uh, in a video where he was like, well, here's me screwing up growing blueberries. Yeah, totally. You know, yep. I threw a bunch of money and a bunch of time and a bunch of blood to all this and it's crap. And I yep. fucked it up, yep. you know, yep. uh, and yet 99 percent of the time, it's just people presenting an illusory reality and that's the media landscape that we have to play in for the most part is an illusory reality yeah and i would rather us stop pretending that it's anything other than that yeah and it actually alex jones does say this a lot he says like like the talking points that you hear everywhere those come from us we're the ones that generate the talking points. Infowars is the tip of the spear. We're the ones that are generating the talking points for the rest of the conservative media. Like we're the ones that are kind of leading uh, the narrative, basically. So, yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, what about uh, the value of having a large, large, large platform, having lots of reach to be able to access and reach a lot of people? Like, um, certainly, there's value in that. Like, how do yeah, we? Of course. How, okay, so here, here, here's here's something. Here's something, right? So the big question, I think you and I have even talked about this before, is like the off-ramp from the mainstream down to our level. How do we get people to go dig past the Joe Rogans and the Russell Brands to find our shows, right? That's the ultimate question that everyone in our little community is trying to ask and trying to figure out a solution to, right? But uh, like, let's say, is there a way for us to infiltrate their operate? Like, how do we get in and, and bring our, like, you know, like what I was trying to do with American Liberty, what I did with American Liberty Awards. It's like, yeah, let's, we got to make sure that Stephen Poster are on there. We got to make sure that uh, Adam Curry and John Dvorak are on there. We got to make sure Ricky Brandes is on there. You know what I mean? Like, like, like these people, like the, the main core group of American Liberty Awards people, which by the way, is happening again this year, October, uh, October 4th, I believe in Austin, Texas, we're doing a round two American Liberty Awards. We just had our first meeting on Monday night for this year. So it's happening again. It's happening again, folks. But you know, like that's that that whole crew is very like Infowars centric. Like they don't know about like if, if it's well, not like if it's not like Mike Adams or, or Infowars or Stu Peters. Like they don't really know uh, very much outside of that whole like sphere. And so I'm like, and Stu Peters yeah. just blatantly lies like every other sentence out of his mouth. You <laughs> oh, know, you know like, the funny? fact that that guy won an award for truth in film, like it just it, it hurts my heart at the same time that it just makes me crack the fuck up every single time. Hey, listen, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, and I got a lot. It's so much. I got a lot of love for the American Liberty Awards, dude. It's so much me fun. too. Me too. I, no, Matt's awesome. Frank's awesome. Like the dude. Oh, yeah 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 it's it's just if you're trying to place yourself into that mainstream then of course you're going to be giving the awards to those people if you're yeah. only giving the mainstream alternative media audience 
you know, the the attention, yeah. then that's who's that's who's gonna win the shit. I like I get I it, dude. I, I get it. I ain't it's, even mad. There's nothing to be thing. mad about. I have yeah. no business being nominated in the same category as somebody who has 15 million subscribers. You know Eight. what I mean? Just, no. Because there's no way that the you know, people stop reading when they see their guy. You know what I mean? And they're never going to go, maybe I should look at the other people who were nominated. That's not well, that's how, the, that's not well, how been, online voting works. Well, listen, that's you know. what, that's that's part of uh, you know why we wanted to do it. And actually, if you go to AmericanLibertyAwards.com right now, you'll still see the nominee list and you'll see links to all of... Uh, I'm not all, saying all you guys it. didn't do that on your end yeah. or that's oh, yeah. not what you wanted to happen. I'm just saying that the vast majority of the people who are voting online are looking for their specific yeah. person going click send. Well, because I'll, I'll, that's, give, I'll just give the shout out. Like if, you, if you're out there, you're looking for a new show. If you just go to American Liberty Awards.com, click on the awards and look at all this, look at all these awesome. You got all the list of all the people. And I know, uh, I know, I know you're on there. Where are you at? Where are you at? Steve? I have no idea. No clue. There you go. Steven Poster right there. You're under best topical broadcast. Look at that. Boom. Hey, takes you right to your Rockfin page. Look at that. Bam. So, so there you go. So anyway, if you guys are looking for other good broadcasts, like look at look at you're on the list with Joe Rogan, Steven Crowder, Alex mm-hmm. Jones, Tim Pool, Tucker Calls. <laughs> isn't that uh, isn't that hilarious? Yeah, isn't that yeah, funny? Yeah, Jack Vasovic, Steve Bannon. <laughs> it is. It's like being it's like being oh, nominated Scott. alongside MSNBC, <laughs> yeah. CNN, Patrick Fox, David. Breitbart. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it really so is. And look, and again, <laughs> again, that's freaking cool. But yeah. I have no business being nominated alongside <laughs> people that have that much, you know, that much kind of reach. And, and so it, going forward, I don't look again. I don't I'm not trying to say that it's bad or wrong. I'm just saying the inevitable shift from cable to the digital space happened and a failure to recognize that is going to get a lot of people to inadvertently repeat a ton of misinformation yeah and and again the whole baby with the bathwater thing or whatever no please throw that out if you can correctly identify the thing that you're looking at like we most of us have been able to do with regular news broadcasts when we dissect it and deconstruct it for the shows or traditional news broadcasts or a freaking Hollywood film where you're like, you know what, dude, I am going to go out and see the propaganda tonight because I can safely and comfortably identify it. I'm not going to be susceptible to the messages that they're putting out. I'm going to be aware of what's not being said, and I'm going to have a good time in the moment with a little bit of suspension of disbelief or reality. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if, and that's how I watch Russell Brand, by the way, that's, yeah. that's yeah. my mindset. When yep. I watch that show, I know yep. there's a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to be told. I know that I am going to get, uh, at 80, maybe 90% uh, of, of accuracy out of it. Yeah. I know that it's going to be delivered in a familiar formulaic, often comedic way. Because the guy is a trained professional with a very, very like well-honed, famous delivery style, you know, yep. not knocking 
any of the things that are going on. And I yeah. would, you know, I hope that that's, I hope that that's being, you know, put, put across. Like I'm not, not trying to knock what's happening. I'm trying to get people to recognize what, what reality is in general. Yeah. And then that way you get sucked in less in your own right. You know, you will begin to go look for more and more outlets that are doing different and, and deeper or, you know, more involved work. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's an education process like any other that I think that people have been hesitant to step into because because of how it looks for everybody. Well, yeah. it only looks like that if you're really trying to get yourself in with the new big club. And I really don't think that the vast majority of the people that are doing this, uh, at least at this level, are trying to get themselves in, into the new big club, which is the exact same club as the old big club. It really is. It really is. I mean, um, they probably, uh, yeah, they probably eat less babies or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they're already at baby eating level already. I don't know. man. like, seriously. <laughs> maybe some of them they're like like oh man why were we so against this in the beginning? well yeah remember not everybody has to go into every room at the mansion party yeah you just can't talk <laughs> about what goes on at the mansion party and exactly. you can't suddenly stop going to the mansion party to rat on the people who were at the mansion yeah. party yeah what happens at mar-a-lago stays at mar-a-lago everybody like <laughs> you gotta be careful what room you walk into an accident there dude so yeah, dude, this is so interesting. So, um, how do you see this like tie into the idea of like gatekeeping, right? And so it's like, obviously, you can only get so far with your message before something like like. What is your view on gatekeeping? Like, how does that play into all this? Well, there's a couple of different, multi different levels that that this works on, and just the way that our ability to communicate over the last several years has. Uh, transitioned from everybody's got uh, an RSS feed and a whole bunch of websites that they go to every day to you can only get most of your information from these centralized hubs. Yeah, it, just that little shift uh, has done a lot. But what we have now is even a, a further consolidation and further you know, monopolization of people's ability to really get any kind of a message out in the digital space. There's YouTube, which would be MSNBC and CNN and Fox you know, to a degree, but, but mostly those two more, way more liberal Then there's rumble, which is Fox. Right bar. If yep, you're not, yep, yep. If you're not doing conservative content. You're going nowhere. On, exactly. On rumble. Exactly. You're not, you're, just, just, you're, you're going nowhere. Go ahead. I just realized uh, conspiracy synergies in the chat. Shout out, Tease. Now the pressure's Tease. on. Dude, shout out, Tease, my man in the house. Um, I love this. And then you've got you've got X, which yeah. is more and more and more so becoming the only place that you can be on social media. And yeah. all of the free marketeers, all of the hardcore libertarians are cheering on the biggest centralization effort in human history. And they're totally unwilling to recognize that. That's a good point, man. You know, it's like, okay, so it's interesting 
like the X Twitter situation is a very interesting example of this because it's like, do we use the tools available to us because it's working for us in the moment at the expense of like, like okay, so you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it's great. It's work. It's it's opened up. Like, it seems to be like I can talk about things that I didn't used to be able to talk about. Uh, I, I guess I should use this tool for what I can for now while it's available. Do I make the most of it while we have it? You know what I mean? But of course, there's like the the slippery slope idea where it's like we're we're being led down this path, right? You know. So do well, we just put up our opposition right now, or like like what? How does that work? Do we do we use the tools available at the time being, or do we just throw it all away? They already told you how how Twitter, WeChat, whatever is going to work. Yeah, they did. They put out the guidelines, right? For here's how you can maintain your traction. Here's the the steps you could take to make sure that you don't get you know knocked down algorithmically on, yeah. on X. You know, and it's like bow your neck and spread. Don't ever speak ill of the oh, master. I did you hear know. something about that. Wasn't it like? Uh, um... Somebody like they used to work there or something like put out something about like what what uh yeah do you have that do you have that handy something that, like well, how to how to keep your engagement up or something like that I remember it's like don't share links don't talk about vaccines stuff like that like yeah 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 so literally all the stuff that goes completely against what I'm not willing to do so anyway hmm. but yeah no that's interesting I remember I can't remember where I heard that it was somewhere but. Was it on no agenda? Oh, were they go. talking here about we on go. no agenda? I mean, we were we we were talking about it a little bit too, but here's okay. the here's the thing. Okay, feel um, free to share your screen or do anything you need for to. For sure, I will yeah. do that. I will do that. Yeah, but yeah, so they're the the basic guidelines, right, on how yeah. to maintain your engagement on on WeChat. Yeah, or sorry, Elon Next. Musk's most <laughs> free speech, freest speech free speech platform ever it's just so uh, free oh here we go there you go bam so um this is you know alex finn x right okay. um uh, i went through all thirteen thousand lines of code here oh, are six wow. landmines in the algo that are destroying your reach and what you can do to fix it oh wow okay you're following too many people Following too many people will destroy your reach. The uh, algorithm calculates your follow to following ratio. And if it's off, your engagement will suffer. Uh, reputation post calculator. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adjust reputation post calculator. Yes. Uh, action items. You want your following to be a maximum 60% of your followers. Your ratio is off. Don't start mass unfollowing people. You can get banned for unfollowing people too quick. So Call them slowly over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, just, just murder them slowly over time. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interacting with low reputation accounts, which means that your social credit score is already here on wow. WeChat. Uh, well, your reputation on WeChat is partially based on the reputation of the people you interact with. Reply to someone with a bad following ratio or somebody who talks about That's controversial right. topics, Whoa. you get dinged too. Definitely a social credit. That is full-blown social credit in its essence right there. Yeah, wow. TweetCred is a social network analysis tool that calculates the influence of Twitter users based on their interactions with other users. This okay. tool uses the PageRank algorithm to rank users based on their influence. 
The okay. PageRank algorithm is a graph algorithm that was originally developed by Google to determine the importance of web pages and search results. This is how Google gamed the search result system. This is how they showed you what they wanted you to see when you looked up something on Google. Yeah. X uses uh, a modified version of this. It works by assigning a numerical score to each page based on the number and quali quality of other pages that link to it. The more links a page has from other high-quality pages, the higher its page ranking score. In the TweetCred project, the PageRank algorithm is used to determine the influence of Twitter users based on their interaction with other users. The graph is constructed by treating Twitter users as nodes. Their interactions, mentions, retweets, whatever, as edges. PageRank score of a user represents their influence in the network. Interesting. Yeah, before interacting with anyone, quickly verify their account, hover over the name, quickly view their follower-to-following ratio. Don't reply to comments under the show more replies. Okay. Build yeah. a strong network and stick to them. This is an, an optimal person to follow and interact with. They have a low follow count. They have a high follower count. Holy they have a blue shit. check mark. And they'll never respond to anyone who isn't a blue check mark. They'll yeah. never respond to anyone who doesn't have a high blue check social credit. They won't respond to anyone who raises a controversial topic. They won't respond to anyone in the hidden replies. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Don't get too spicy on your timeline. Blacklisted topics. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I think I heard about that. It's like vaccine is like the number one one or something like that. God. But still, I mean, how do we? Okay. Okay. Uh, there was one on here. Um, talk about trending topics, but don't get too controversial. Put yourself in an advertiser's shoes, Scott. <sighs> if you want that good WeChat social credit. Yep. Okay. If whatever you're talking about would make an advertiser uncomfortable, you probably don't want to talk about it. <laughs> How is this different okay. than NBC? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is the one I was looking at. Using outs or I heard about this that really stood out mm -hmm. to me. Using outside links immediately destroys your reach. That's definitely a trend that you see with like a lot of large accounts. It's like they always share screenshots of articles, mm -hmm. but they don't put a link to the article. And it never it made sense to me. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why are you like why are you making Remember when Matt Taibbi pitched a fit because uh Elon wouldn't let him link to his Substack? Dude, I I deal with Substack all the time. They don't let you yeah, they they completely like canceled each other out. Like they're beefing hard. And that as a Substack creator, like I use Substack all the time. Like that messes my shit up, dude. It's bullshit. Well, yeah. uh it will ding your your WeChat social credit. If you share a Substack account on, on mm -hmm. Twitter. Yeah, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, Allowing well. you to use outside links means you spend less time here. Never include outside links with your original post. If you need to include a link, reply to your original post oh. with the link by having it into the replies. It doesn't impact your reach as much. That makes sense. That's why hashtags they, uh... dock your reach now. Oh, Every really? time you use a hashtag, it docks your reach. If you're still using hashtags, dude, I just started using hashtags like recently. Like every now and then I'll throw, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm so like 2015, I guess. What the fuck? <laughs> mm hmm. 
There's code to detect if you're being offensive. Offensive. Use harsh, aggressive language, and you're not going to be seen on the timeline. Okay. Offensive boost. Offensive boost. Look, reputation, right? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, you've got social credit here. All of these landmines can be summarized in one way. Be a good person and create content that makes X a better place. Who is this? The algo is constantly changing, and I'm in the code every day to get the latest insight on the code base. Make sure to keep it tuned (laughs) to this guy. Be tuned to this guy. Who is this guy? Alex Finn? Gross. Alex Finn, desperately looking up. Okay. Um, does he work for Twitter or something? How does he have access to their algorithm? Is that, is I that mean, open source? Maybe is that how do I? I think that is part of the the open sourcing of the. Remember that was a huge big deal. Okay, let me see. I don't know. I don't know if I picked up on that. Uh, his current reference x.org server the x.org foundation. Hold on. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. So X is now an open source news platform. It says Elon Musk. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, sure. Okay. I mean, they don't tell you anything about all of the multiple backdoors that all of the law enforcement agencies still get to, yeah. to use. Yeah. Oh, look at that. See, I, don't, I mean, obviously, I don't know much about. I haven't learned to code yet, but it looks like community notes. That's where open source code. Oh, that's just for community notes, maybe. I don't know, but interesting. I mean, obviously, okay, well, well, there you go. So okay. So with that information, let's let's take a look at this. So so we know that that uh this is the 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 found like I mean, this is the full-blown social credit score. It's live in full effect, right? So so what do we do? Well, I, there's a number of different things that are, are done and being done. And yeah. there are people like, I mean, like the no agenda people, yeah, you know, have their own entire ecosystem. And exactly. if more of us walked away from X and started playing in that one, yeah, we, we would be in a much better frontier overall. Totally. You know, there, there are, I, there are things that people can do immediately in terms of the whole like elon musk thing i mean you understand that the media landscape has it to where you can be live streaming on rumble and hosting a twitter space at the the same time i've been able to figure that out by the way if you figure out how to do twitter spaces and integrate that into Streamyard, let me know because i think you just have to plug your phone into the roadcaster I dude, I was fucking around with it for like two hours on, a, on a, like in the middle of the night the other night, and I had a couple hmm. people helping me, like that were ch- jumping on the spaces, and it just I couldn't get anything but like echoes and feedback and stuff. It was brutal. So but, maybe I'm I retarded. Mean, maybe I'm retarded. You know, I don't know. But I did have it right into the roadcaster, and like I don't know what the fuck. They got it, it to where Elon Musk can talk to Elon Musk while Alex <laughs> yeah. Jones is giving both of them a blowjob at the same time. Uh. <laughs> So, so I mean, funny. you know, those guys got it handled. I don't. Uh, that is Ryan. Ryan said that he was like one of the, and he was one of the first people to incorporate it. But he just felt dirty about it. He was like, I can't keep this up. I can't do that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 That whole Elon versus Elon thing is very strange. <laughs> like, you really think that's a different guy? You really think that's Elon? What do you think? 
Um, I think it's a great distraction. I, I said on the show oh, yesterday, yeah. it's like the the modern day version of Who Shot Jr. on Dallas, oh, which was yeah. a terrible TV show. You know, we were growing up as kids, and uh, and that's what that's kind of what I think it is right now, dude. Yeah. What about uh, was that you guys that were talking on the show today about um? Okay, yeah, like they intentionally put. Like they play off the conspiracy theorists. Like they put like Tulsi and Vivek on the young global leaders thing because, but even though like they technically maybe they alleged that they weren't, but their, their claim is that they put me on that list just so that all the conspiracy theorists will freak out. Like that sort of thing. Like they know our systems and they play them against us. They know how we think. Right. Well, Tulsi's being pretty duplicitous there. Uh, and she, you know, did, Go to was a that, I don't know. Was that your show or was I listening to a different show? I can't remember. Um, I, no, I don't. Something? I don't know if we. I don't know. I, we. Okay. I mean, it's something we talked about. Not, we were talking about have, this. I week. might have been. I might have been listening to a different show this morning. But uh, but they, they um, were talking about. Oh yeah, you know what it was? Yeah, I think it was a different show. But anyway, they're yeah. talking about how like 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 they how like Vivek I guess is suing like somebody over his name being on the Young Global Leaders things. He's like, I wasn't on there, you bastard. You're just doing that to discredit me. So it's like, okay, they know they know that they. You're a biotech huckster and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got uh what a half a million dollars into rumble or something like that, half a billion dollars into rumble, some insane amount of money oh, wow. that Vivek Ramaswamy threw into Rumble in 2020. Uh, uh nobody really wants to to discuss any of that bit. The it didn't if you you're you're not a part of that young global leader thing, okay, man. Great, great. That's awesome. We do know where all of your companies are parts of, and we know that their board members are all WEF and IMF aligned. You know, it, regardless of that, you're a salesman. You're not, you know, it, it's, you're not a rugged independent businessman. You got handed a handful of companies coming out of college because of how you're connected. And you've managed to do nothing with any of them except for flip them on over to some other loser while you can cash out on a stock deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a big pump and dump, wasn't it? Turned well, great. Yeah, yeah, with like four or five different companies over his career. Yeah. I mean, like his whole run for president was like a big pump and dump, wasn't it? Something oh, well, like that. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's what he's good at. You can go back to like one of his earliest times on TV being interviewed by Jim Cramer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, where he's doing the exact same thing. He's got the exact same hand manner mannerisms. He's got the exact same energy, his tone, his volume. It's all the same. He's a brand, which is what Ben Shapiro is and all that kind of oh, stuff, yeah. too. You know, Russell Brand is literally a brand, too. Yeah. You know? I tell you. But again, the if you're if you're using them as bait for your normie friends, then give your normie friends a good time to nibble on the line and then start to explain to them how narrative and counter narrative work. Yeah. Like use it as a case study. Like, okay, so here's an example of, right. For example, I mean, that was my progression, like learning, like getting into podcasting. Like I didn't fucking know. I was like, what is, what is a podcast? Like I was working at, have we talked about this? I don't know. Anyway, mm -hmm. I was working at, a, I was working at a job, uh, after I got out of like right after I got out of prison, dude, back in twenty like seventeen, and I was like uh, just like polishing countertops at like this. We were making countertops for uh, 
for RVs. And I was just, my job was just like polishing and sanding and polishing and stuff like that. And, uh, I just got so burned out with music for like a few months. I was listening like 40 hours of music a week or 40 hours a week of music. I'm just like, I can't hear another song in my life, dude. I don't know what to do. And it's like, and so I'm just like, well, I heard about podcasts, books on tape. Like, I don't know. So I started I'm like, what's it? I don't even know what a podcast is. I'm like, I've heard of Joe Rogan. Let me listen to Joe Rogan. So I started listening to Joe Rogan. Right. And then, and then I started like hearing, I was like, oh, well, I want to listen to like a conspiracy show. Right. So I was starting to awake to certain things back then. And I typed in conspiracy and I think I popped up like those conspiracy guys, uh, shout out to Gordo. And then like, uh, and then tinfoil yeah. hat. Tinfoil hat popped up. Basically, my, my my early ones were tinfoil hat, higher side chats, and those conspiracy guys. Like those are the first three, but that was my exit off of the Joe Rogan off ramp, right? So Joe Rogan was like my my first stop on the road. And then I, I took a detour and went down the rabbit hole, literally. You know what I mean? And so, you know, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't and know in, in 2017, yeah. you could make a legitimate argument that is that that is taking an off ramp. Yeah. In, in 2024. Joe Rogan is setting the allowable parameters for sure. a, any conversation in, in the digital space. And again, sure. it doesn't that I'm not saying that Joe Rogan sits at the, the head of a massive oaken table, right? And is going, <laughs> how are we going to control and gatekeep worldviews today? I'm not saying maybe no. in comedy in the comedy world. It's like you, you're only like, Cause because it's, it's a powerful thing. Like in comedy, like you're all like the worst thing that can happen to a comedian is getting like Joe Rogan's bad graces. Right. Or mm -hmm. to not, yeah, not be able fair. to have an open invitation onto the Joe Rogan show. Right. So you're only going to say things, only talk about things that you won't get. You don't think will jeopardize your chances of either going on Joe Rogan's show or at least being in his. Oh, movie, it's doing, right? it's doing and Johnny so, Carson back yeah, in the day yeah, for a comic yeah, now. Exactly. And so, and so like basically comedy nowadays is confined to, you're only allowed to say this. And if you get outside of that, then you're like, so he is literally the, the guy with the cigar at the end of the freaking Oak table in the comedy world. You know what I mean? He's, he's the magic yeah. man. As far as that yeah. goes. Yeah. You're, you know, and, and again, it, maybe he wants to be in that position. Maybe he knows he's that in that position. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he's yeah. pretty awkward about the fact that like, that's how it's been viewed. So he hasn't been bringing a lot of new comics up lately. Yeah, you know. Have you have you ever been to a Joe Rogan show? You ever seen his live stand-up? I have stand not. I've never seen his live stand-up. So I, I, I went. I went once. Uh, I had a friend out in Oregon. It was my actually my buddy's baby's mom, and we there was never anything between us. But she was literally born the day after me. Like I was, like like the same year, day after. So we're like twins, and so we always like kind of bonded on that. Always did something fun for our birthdays. And one one year we went up to Portland to go see a Joe Rogan. It was Joe Rogan and. Uh, couple i can't i don't think there was any other people that were kind of like big on the on the ticket but it was at like the portland trailblazer like auditorium whatever that is you know sold out the arena show sorry my bad it's all I'm right just, but i'm just like so out of the sports ball thing yeah the rose garden of course yes the rose garden but anyway <laughs> uh i think it was the rose garden is there another one there that's i feel like maybe there's a different one anyway whatever so uh, so I watched his stand up set and I'm like, my, my, when I left, I was like, was that, did you laugh? Was that funny at all? Like, I was like, that wasn't even like, that wasn't even funny. Like there wasn't even funny at all. dude. I was like, wow, that's yeah, what the hell? Like some of the other people said some funny stuff, but like, I was really like not impressed, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if this would have been like 2018, 2019, maybe. I don't know, dude. So, mm -hmm. But 
anyway, but but it's very interesting how that works. How like how can you be the king of comedy and you're not even funny? Like how does that work? It's all it all falls into the same like power control over everything. You know what I mean? It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Well, so Joe, I mean, he comes from news radio. Yeah. The, there's a very, very, very influential producer on uh, Fear Factor who was also responsible for like getting the uh, Andrew Tate on Big Brother UK produced that show too. Um, can't remember yeah. the fellow's name off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, it was in my my notes. Um, but Shit. yeah, there, there's a whole. It's okay, but it's all recoverable. I've only been working yeah. on this for like a week and a half. It's all right. Oh, like okay. Really, actually sitting down to like put serious effort into it. Okay. Yeah. You know, overall, we've been talking about the shift of the media landscape for the last five years on Slow News Day. Overall, sure. we've been trying to, you know, explain that there are definite allowable parameters of conversation in any media environment and it's not an indictment it's a recognition you don't get paid a half a billion dollars to do a podcast and you don't have the most watched show uh you know in the realm without it de facto being the mainstream show it can yeah. be cool that you're all you know that you've got stoner buddy who freaking gets to say some wild shit you know they get to have some you know real grown-up conversations it's like what you and i are doing you're my stoner buddy we're having long-form conversations dude that's how we're doing it (laughs) right right you know that's cool shit it is I'm, i'm glad that the media environment has shifted to that for what goes into like in-depth and grown-up conversations i am we're also battling a a information scape that includes tiktok and youtube shorts as oh, this God, is where God. everybody's actually going for their fucking news yeah yeah and it's not even like and all it is is just people just like standing in front of a news article like nodding like like, that's it. That's it. That's all you do. Yeah, this. That's just shit, dude. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, and our, then they're sideways and they're like, yeah. moving all over the screen. And it's yeah, like, I think, I, I think I saw this on your guys' show too. You guys were doing this where it was like the inception where it's like a person pointed to a thing and then a person's face, like pointing at the person, pointed at the thing. And then like there's like a third layer, like a person's face pointing point to a person's face, just pointing to a thing. It's like with a split screen and somebody else screen. reacting yeah, to that. Yeah, 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 dude. Like what the fuck is going on? Oh. So yeah, it's really weird how we have this divergence between long form and like instant, like instant hit. Like it's just like, holy shit, dude. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Well, and even that in and of itself is something that that helps reaffirm narrative and counter narrative because you're not going to get anything but a narrative talking point or a counter narrative talking point in that YouTube short. Yeah, exactly, hundred uh, percent. And so, even if it like kicks you over into a long form conversation, chances are it's going to be taking place in that that controlled environment. And if the environment provides controlled opportunity, the only people that are going to be operating full-time within that environment are controlled opportunists. Okay. Like, But yeah. by default, not by fault. 
Yeah. Do you totally. see what I'm saying? Yep, like, exactly. does that make any sense? Yep, exactly. You know, and like ultimately, this is kind of me being evangelical towards the value for value model. Sure. But I I don't know a different way to do it yeah. where you're not beholden to the the advertiser or sponsors to a degree. You're not beholden to the platform and the limitations that the platform have put on it. You're not beholden to the, you know, I mean, we just went through all of the things that make you just lose your reach on yeah. Twitter yeah, that exactly. makes your engagement drop. We, they didn't even bring up the, Oh, by the way, you're going to lose all your blue check money. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I've heard Which of that. Just have people wake up, you know, a week or so ago to find out that they had been disallowed their allowance from yeah. daddy elon yeah oh you said a bad mm, time out that's so whack dude <clears throat> i need a hundred lines from you on why you did a wrong yep bow. go sit in the corner bow to the establishment well so okay let me let me, get, let me get your thoughts on this then so uh we talked a little bit earlier about you know the solution being you know build your own platform so like this is like we can only control what we build. Like we don't have any like right to, I mean, literally like we're just playing in their sandbox, right? With Twitter or even YouTube or even like Rumble, Rockfin, like all these platforms, we're just beholden to them. These are their platforms. They can do whatever they want. They can kick us mm -hmm. off. They can yeah. kick us on. They can demonetize us. So we really only have the ability to control what we create, right? So I, I know there's kind of two schools of thoughts. Like should we all as like independent media people like come together and form our own? like centralized thing or i've heard like uh i heard james corbett get asked this question and his response was no no no. each one of us like all of us need to have our own like mothership each person has to have like their own pirate ship you know their own resilient platform like what are your thoughts on that and then and then, and then we can all interact with each other i mean isn't that the whole like uh, uh agorist kind of mentality anyway mm -hmm. it's like the, the the departure from the system build your own but then create a network of nodes of all of like nodes of liberty right that's that's basically what it is effectively yeah and, and i mean if you notice it's not like corbett is only on his yeah. self-hosted platform no Corbett's he's not. everywhere he's been else out, yeah. he's been reaching but out, what yeah. he's not doing is paying the tithe you know like yeah. whitney's not paying the tithe and if you know that you're if you know in advance that you're going to talk about stuff that's going to make you lose engagement if you know in advance that you're going to interact with shady characters like me you yeah. know i drop your your twitter social credit score i do totally i do too. yeah I'm shout sure out to too, richard yeah. grove for constantly interacting with both the AM Wake Up and Slow News Day account and sacrificing his, I wonder if his he, ex social credit well, score, that, he knows. He now he knows. So now he, he knows. Know. No. Yeah, see, that's that's the that's the thing, dude. It's like that doesn't. That's not going to stop me from. And it's like fine, like fine, whatever, dude. Yeah, no, there's no way I'm gonna like. That's not gonna dictate any of my. I don't do a whole lot on Twitter. Like I probably should. Like just spend more time, just like just tweeting random stuff. You know what I mean? But it's like. uh it's so funny. Like really the only thing I do tweet are external links to rumble for my show. <laughs> so that's like the only thing I do, or I'll retweet or like something that you or fucking some of these other crazy people post. It's like, <laughs> you know, but I mean, uh, the, the, the people who are constantly, yeah, like reinforcing the, the framework and foundation of our, our digital prison. 
you yeah. know, uh, the, the and I'm, the, those are the, the people that should stop pretending like they're doing anything other than that. Uh, and I know that there's, there's, look, there's a lot of, I don't know, noise and static among some legitimate concern about massive influxes of cash into the quote unquote, you know, truth community or whatever space. And it, <laughs> in the interest of fairness, yeah. you know, I think that uh, an infusion of millions of dollars into the content creator space is should be should be looked at as something that's really cool yeah um i think what has happened is that just by dint of the way that the information bubble works the vast majority of the money that's come into the content creator space has immediately gone to all of the people who are telling you you can vote your way out of an oligarchy and as a, you know the bulk of it at least has gone to the people who are reinforcing all of the same paradigms with different words with different locations but with overall the exact same messaging and the yeah all too traditionally typically incomplete you know alliance with everything that has gone before so why would you think of doing it any other way that's helped reinforce the mainstream in the alternative uh, and the online space it's made them significantly wealthier it's helped increase their reach but again these are also people that you are rarely if ever going to see you know reach down and bring anybody that hasn't already been jumped into the club for various other reasons in the first place. Jumped in is an interesting way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, paid your dues, man. I don't know, dude. I feel like I have hope for a lot of this. Like, and I, and I think that what's been proven to me over the last few years is like, as long as we stick to our principles, like as, as broadcasters, as truth tellers, as information gatherers, as community leaders, people that are like, you know, as long as we stick to our principles, it's always going to deliver us into a good place. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's just like, I just have, I have complete faith in it, man. Like I'm just going to keep showing up and doing the deal. And yeah. I've talked about this on many times, many times on my show. And I think we might've talked about it recently. Like I can't remember who I was talking to it with, but it's like, for me, the value of podcasting, it's like, I'm not going to get rich doing this. I don't, you know, make any money doing this, but it's like the value for me comes from all the people that I've gotten to know, dude. Like all the people that I know, like, we, we did talk about this last time. Like all the people that I have like in my phone and who I'm like friends with now, it's like that to me is more priceless than anything. And that's why I keep like, you're going to keep showing up. Cause it's just like, as long as I have this platform and I have this ability to leverage this into like, you know, growing, like reaching out and networking with people, then that's like such a huge invaluable thing. Like, that's just like, I can use the power of just the fact that I have a, a, a show to be able to then justify reaching out to David Ike and be like, Hey, David Ike, how are you doing, man? Like, I'd like to have a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Like that type of shit. So it's like, I would, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would love for that guy to do whoever is running that guy's booking to look at one of our emails and be like, Oh, okay. We'll open up this one. Okay. You know, well, well, I, I, do, I would love for that to happen. I'll make sure you have the right email address because I, I, I love I've had him on my show. It was, it was a great conversation. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. Let's talk after. I'll make sure you have the right contacts. So there you go. That'd but, be uh, cool. 
yeah, well, yeah. And again, like I just I I if you can correctly identify the landscape, you're way less likely to be putting yourself in a situation where unwillingly without your consent or your knowledge what you're yeah. broadcasting is you know effectively playing into the the you know limited hangout false yeah. fucking paradigm that they're trying to force everybody into we don't have to live in that reality it, it's there are people who don't you know what yeah. i mean we've got yeah. there's plenty of examples of people that don't live in that reality but what i think the trap that everybody falls into is that because we can't avoid the landscape in order to put our show out, we then have to look at all of the people who are clearly gatekeeping the industry and yeah. who clearly come from these mainstream spaces who have clearly been elevated as, you know, false castaways so that we can completely encapsulate the counter narrative we had to stop looking at that as well you know the, this is this is where we're going to base most of our worldview or this is how we're going to divulge most of the content we've got to shift our mindset into this person's on the ground reporting from a courthouse in san francisco where nobody else is on the most historic fluoride lawsuit in the last however long which is the original conspiracy theory too by the way from the 1940s they're putting something in the freaking water yeah precious know. bodily fluids yeah <laughs> But, shout out to and, Derek. Shout out to Derek Burroughs. Shout, shout out, out to Derek Burroughs. You know what I mean? But like, and I've I've seen that with a, a successful harassment campaign, you can put Derek in front of a much more normie audience where he can tell this stuff to people for the first time. That's an effective use of recognizing the landscape and being able to interject information into a space where you wouldn't ordinarily do it because far too often we're just preaching to the choir. Again, I'm not trying to tell people to avoid. I'm telling people to correctly identify so that you can make more informed decisions as you, you know, begin to, to have a more complete picture of the world uh, around you. Exactly. And also learn how to do research for yourself. Like learn how to take information that you may glean from wherever the source is, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever the topic is, but learn how to look up this information for yourself. Learn like research tools, like learn alternative search engines. Like I use Yandex all the time. You know what I mean? Like use uh, like targeted search parameters, like with the quotation marks and the, all that fun stuff. Like, like just learn how to learn how to research, right? Take the time to look into some of this stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's so easy to get like the other day, like somebody sent me a thing on, on uh, Instagram, like a, uh, you know, where they just forward it to a DM. It was like a reel, like into my DMs. I pulled it up and it was like, uh, Cinderella's castle burned down at Disney, Disney world. Right. There's all the smoke coming from Cinderella's castle. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And I looked up like, no, that's a hoax. It's fake. It was AI. I'm like it takes like a second mm -hmm. to, to verify some of this stuff. But also it's like, once you get far enough down this path, like once you, you see something, you can almost like instantly like, ah, that doesn't seem real. You know what I mean? <laughs> like usually automatically just like, okay. I mean, not all the time. I'm just saying. Like when I saw that Cinderella castle on fire thing, I'm immediately like, "Oh, that's fake." And I 
going to prove myself wrong if I can, but no, it is fake. Okay, there you go. Well, you know and I mean? this is like, something yeah. that's super important, though, because as we move into the, the you know, I said this was the year of the deep fake, or the last year was the year of the deep fake because that's what it wound up being. And now we've got Unreal Engine 6, oh, Unreal yeah, Engine 7, something like that. Like it's ridiculous yeah, where, where we're that. at. So even the World Economic Forum is reiterating the the concept of like establishing trust and, and reaffirming trust and stuff like that. So while everything is becoming more fake and gay, you know, yeah. people are going to be desperate to have a semblance of authenticity to get their information from people that they can trust. And if all you're being shown in a controlled environment is you know, the exact same people over and over and over again, where are you really going to have an opportunity as a consumer to branch out and then find other sources where you can establish that, that level of trust? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. man. It's wild stuff, dude. Well, I mean, is, do you have any other final thoughts on this whole deal? What do you think? The, there's a concerted effort and has been for a very long time to turn the digital space into what Julian Assange called a filter verse of one. Wow, where I haven't heard about this. Effectively, from your device, everything that you see has been tailor-made and target-marketed to be filtered down to just you. And then your ability to broadcast out because of the way that censorship algorithms and the bot algorithms and all of that stuff, your communications effectively are just going out to you too. Okay, that makes sense. So it's it's like everything is curtailed to your specific input. So then therefore, if you're not going to be able to reach other people because all of their input is curtailed to their specific input and your output isn't going to be curtailed to their input right so yeah all but, our everybody's, little silos. but everybody yeah. still sees all kinds of stuff on their screen you know and you have the semblance of participation because there are people interacting but they're not necessarily you know they're not even necessarily interacting with you they're just rebutting yeah. to what you said or it's a uh, you know there's uh an emoji or get and that's or, it that's the, or it's like it's like all the things where it's like like the ai created you know the ai wrote the script created the video created the dialogue like the ai has completely top to bottom created every aspect of every single thing and once it gets to the point where it's like indistinguishable from reality it's like oh my god dude like just okay well, and before we even put AI into right the now. context huh yeah. well, I mean, we're camping right now like, right right yeah. but i mean it's you know hey we're still again we're still 70 75 years from anything like actual ai doing anything oh, yeah. real all we're seeing right now is algorithms and programming true that's yes, exactly. it Exactly. And That's all of it comes too, from people. We wouldn't yeah. have had a giant distraction with the Google AI thing yep. if there weren't people behind that with a deliberate agenda exactly. putting it into motion. But everybody calls it the Google AI. No, dude, it's freaking Naveed and his crew. You yeah. know, like, yeah. let's talk to Naveed about this. Let's talk to freaking Dave about the, you know, let's not try to give extraordinary powers to something that doesn't exist. 
when we have people on the ground that are responsible for the thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I've been saying that too. Like these are large language models. These are just like based on like human input. It's like it's not yeah. AI. It's not AI like the way that like you know the the, the fears. Although it's some interesting stuff. There's a book called Life 3.0 by Max Tegmark. It's such a good book about like the I, the projection of like what this AI road is leading us towards. He really takes it to some crazy spots. It's really fascinating, actually. I, I like that guy a cool. lot. I think he's an MIT guy, but like yeah, interesting. Um, well, I'll tell you what. So a lot of these shows. You know, Steven Crowder, uh, Tim Pool. They're not going to talk about Frazzle Drip, but I'll tell you who will talk about Frazzle Drip. They will at AM Wake Up. If you go to today's episode, they'll they'll bust out some Frazzle Drip, deep dives, all that good stuff. Uh, Steve, man, thank you. This is fun. This is great. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I think the chat loved it. You, you're definitely a good draw. Like This is the most active my chat's ever been. I wish I could respond to every single person's comment. But thank you all so much for being here and hanging out. Uh, so cool to see all you guys having a good time and chatting amongst yourselves. I really love that. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, Steve, where can they follow and support you, dude? Uh, amwakeupshow.com. Uh, you get everything else there. We're live Monday through Thursday with uh, me and Chris on Rockfin and Rumble and the tweeters. Um, and then Friday, uh, Ryan Graham puts together an excellent show called The Independent Review, which is a, a sort of a you know, mashup of a number of different podcasts from all around the Webiverse. Uh, that is a live premiere that takes place during regular show hours, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, so shout out to, to Ryan. That's a fantastic thing that he's doing there. And I'm really stoked that we get the opportunity to, uh, to show it uh, in lieu of uh, a fifth show. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan, dude. He's one of my favorite people in the world. You know, in the beginning when I talked about the t-shirt. He made this hair t-shirt. Yeah. Dude, he made this shirt too. And this hat. Everything I'm wearing was made by Ryan and Amanda over at Big Dog. They're both in the chat right now. So that's what I keep saying, you guys. If you support like Steve's merch, if you buy his merch, if you buy my merch, you're supporting our stuff, but you're also helping support like the independent review. Like you're helping that show and you're helping like they're literally in the chat right now, listening to the show. Like that's how cool they are. Like, like, so like get the fucking merch dude, because these are our people This is how we keep it. Keep it going as you just keep it in the circle. So anyway, I I can't say enough good things about that. So anyway, uh, Steve, thank you so much, man. Uh, everybody go follow support Steve, uh, links in the episode description. And, uh, yeah, uh, actually I got rapid fire episodes coming out. I got another one tomorrow, uh, with a gal named the combat midwife on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be talking about midwifery, but she's like kind of a badass too. And All then right. on Sunday, I got a special Sunday show for you guys with, uh, the ancient ninja, the ancient ninja more will be revealed. So, all right, you guys, uh, I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Peace. Adios.